Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, it's time for another episode of Believe Me. That's Cordell Stewart, the Pro Bowl quarterback. That's Brandon Lang, the career handicapper. I'm your host, Joe Serralo. And before we dive in, I have to remind you all that Believe Me is brought to you by our proud sponsors over at BetOnline. Head on over to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus. Any deposit between $50 and $1,000 will be matched up to 50% on BetOnline with that promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. EAV. So head on over to Bet Online and let the games begin. Time to jump into episode 22 of Believe Me with Cordell Stewart, Brandon Lang, and myself, Joe Serralo. Gentlemen, divisional weekend. It's always the best weekend of the year when it comes to football. It didn't disappoint, although, Brandon, it might have disappointed you a little bit. You are on the verge of a 5 0 start to the playoffs on BrandonLang.com. B Lang, what happened? Well, the fat man <laughs> hasn't missed the buffet since Christ came back 2,000 years ago. Bellagio, the win, uh, Treasure Island, um, all abandoned from their buffets. It was a sign of Andy Reid and the mustache. Uh, he's banned from our buffet. Um, he screwed the world with Kansas City minus nine and a half. Um, I'm about to go 5 0 in the NFL playoffs on brandling.com. Um, had the Cincinnati Bengals plus the points over Buffalo teed up for Sunday. I just need to hit the Saturday game and we're on our way. Lock of the century with Cincy. So when they get the interception and there's 4.58 to go and Jacksonville's got three timeouts, two first downs, the game's over. And on first down from his own 15, he runs for six yards, second and four. Probably a pretty good chance two run plays there. You're going to pick up the first down. So if I'm going to pass, I'm going to save it for the next series. So I know the play is going to work. I'm just going to hold on to it. Why are you going to do it on second and four? Well, he does. Throws it to Tony. They pick up 11 yards. Then what's the fat man do? Well, he's like, we got the game one now. I'm going to run it three times straight into the line. And then I'm going to punt. And I'm going to give the Jags the ball back without a minute to go. And then after that, I don't care what happens. because I got Dunkin' Donuts waiting for me in the locker room. My, my uh, uh, graduate assistant went ahead and got me the Haagen-Dazs. <clears throat> I got that waiting for me as well. And uh, I got cold pizza. Because I, I, Andy Reid, I'm so fat, I like to warm up the cold pizza rather than to get a regular pizza. It's just something neurotic for me going back to how I got pizza when I was at Philadelphia. I just <laughs> put pizza in the microwave to me. Leftover is much better. So that was my post-game meal waiting for me. So. That's what I decided to do. I decided to use the pass play on second and four rather than save it for second and eight. And then we run the clock out, take an E, and everybody's happy who laid nine and a half in Kansas City, and, and we're all celebrating. Well, the fat man said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him the back door. I'm going to tell, hey, Steve, Steve, go in that prevent. Go in that prevent. Let him go right down the field. Don't blitz. Hey, Steve, don't blitz. Hey, I said don't blitz. Rush three, drop eight, stay in the zone. Let him use the clock. And we'll just give up the back door with a touchdown or, or field goal because we're going to sweat the uh, onside kick anyway, all right? Cordell, Steve. he's losing it, man. He's, he's, he's talking to himself now. It's over. So, <laughs> that's what happened. And people wonder why I have a problem with Andy Reid going back to the Super Bowl when he took 22 minutes and 38 seconds on that last drive of clock management against New England. But we won't, we won't go there. We won't, we won't rehash that old wound. So with that being said, um cost me 
um, cost the world. Did hit the teaser, teasing them down to minus two and a half. They figured out a way to get that done. But it's just amazing to me how if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, they probably cover. Cordell, I'll let you jump on this a little bit. I think if they leave Mahomes out of the game and leave Chad Henney in, I think they win that game comfortably. I like the way Chad Henney looked. Just took him 98 yards. I like the way he looked. I like what they did offensively with him. I like his command of the offense. But be that as it may, I'll, I'll get, listen, I'll get my justification when we break down the Cincy Casey game later. I'll, I'll, I'll get my feel-good win coming up, which tells you who I'm going with. But there we go. Well, I'll tell you what, Cordell, you know, Brandon, you're talking about how that game cost you, how it cost the world. It didn't cost Cordell. Cordell was on the Jaguars. I was with Cordell on the Jaguars. Hey, you know, Brandon, I I mean, sometimes Cordell and I listen to you and no one talks about the back door more than you. And Cordell and I saw the back door coming and we jumped in. We jumped in. But Cordell, that wasn't the highlight of your weekend. My man, you went (laughs) viral. From a clip on this show a week ago, 90,000 views on Twitter from that clip of you saying that Josh Allen is not the guy. And Bill's Mafia came for you, Cordell, man. I mean, what was that? Was that some of the most fun you've had on Twitter? Coming out with that clip, having Bill's fans crucify you, and then being able to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Was was I right? Was I right? Right. (laughs) Well, the the, the, the funny thing about it was crickets after everything happened on game. Now... This was not an indictment on Josh Allen at all. This was a response that I made on our show when we talked about the top five quarterbacks that were left in the playoffs. I did not have Josh Allen in my top five for one reason. Not over his career, not being drafted, not what he means to the Buffalo Bills, none of that stuff. This was what we've seen since playing what Green Bay to even what he's done over the last four weeks. If you go back to Green Bay, he's thrown 11 interceptions and he's fumbled the ball 11 times. That's a total of 22 turnovers. Unreal. unreal. It's unreal. Like, you can't make this stuff up. You can't even write a book about 22 turnovers, still make the playoffs. And everyone, as I did at the very beginning, said this team was going to play for the playoff, play the Super Bowl. I said they were going to win the, the conference and they were going into the Super Bowl to play because Josh Allen was that dude. Little did we know they didn't have a running game. He was the running game. He got hit a lot. He got hit often. He fumbled the ball. He turned it over and let the games begin with the Bills Mafia. I mean, they pull up every stat that I owned from rushing to punting to what I did in the postseason, turnovers. I mean, you can make up everything in sports that you could have made up about what Bills Mafia said about me. And they thought they threw out a word that I was like, this is crazy. They said I was slandering him. I'm like, I, I, I'm on a show. It's my responsibility <laughs> to give data on why I think certain things are going to happen. And everyone else even spoke about it. 22 turnovers. The last four games, as I talked about a moment ago, he's thrown five interceptions, fumbled six times, and recovered yeah. two of them. Come on, guys. The game, was, the game wasn't even the same game plan being called for Buffalo because of the fear of them turning it over. But Cincinnati was playing so fast, it really didn't matter what Buffalo did because they were playing so good. Yeah, I'll go one step further. On the Monday night game, the first drive of the game, Cincinnati went six plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Hot knife through butter. Second drive, there were three plays midfield when DeMar went down. Mm -hmm. Now, you're Les Frazier. You had two series of tape 
about what this team was going to do to you. And what did you do? Not a damn thing. They came out just like they did on Monday night. They went right through you for seven, nothing went right through you for 14, nothing. And this is my last point about the divisional round is this. They will never win a Super Bowl with Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier together. This is two years in a row of implosion. What makes you think Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy can get it done together? It's not happening. This isn't ebony and ivory. This isn't salt and pepper. This isn't peanut butter and jelly. Okay? This is oil and water, and it ain't working. One of them's got to go. There we go. You know, Brandon, it's it's the perfect segue. I've doubted you in the past when you've said McDermott and Frazier couldn't get the job done, but now I'm finally with you because it wasn't even a close game. It wasn't like last year's loss against Kansas City, freakish thing, overtime. Mahomes goes down the field 13 seconds. This was an embarrassment at home where Buffalo was 13-1 and straight up in the playoffs before this weekend. I turned to a lot of people after that game and said, Cincinnati just showed the world what was going to happen on Monday night if DeMar didn't go down. We'll get back to the Bengals. We'll get back to the Chiefs. But let's dive into conference championship Sunday. Philadelphia. This was the only game I was wrong about the entire weekend. I even gave out a a teaser that couldn't lose, and it ended up going 3-1. and I teased the Giants up to plus 15.5, and and my goodness, Jalen Hurts does not look Injured. Jalen Hurts looks pretty damn healthy against my Giants. Cordell, the Eagles are two and a half point favorites against a 49ers team that is yet to lose a game with Brock Purdy at quarterback. How do you see this one unfolding? Do the Eagles win it by a field goal or more? Or does this Purdy magic continue? This game will be the most physical game that we'll watch this upcoming weekend. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the most physical game. This is the type of games I like because you have front seven or front four on both sides of the ball that are unbelievable. You've got one as the number one defense in the National Football League, and you got the other one that you could arguably say are playing like they're, they're, they're the best defense in the National Football League in the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to come down to quarterback play to me. What Jalen Hurts has been able to do has been beyond conversations. I think he's rushed up to, what, 800 yards on a year? Like 500-plus yards on a year? And he missed a couple games. And he missed a couple games. And he has not turned the football over, a la when we speaking of the last game, talking about the the, the Buffalo Bills and knowing that their quarterback and Josh Allen rushes all the time and he's fumbling. This dude does not turn the football over. I think he only has, like, what, three interceptions? Something crazy? A small, very small number? So it's three interceptions. He's playing excellent football, not just good football, not because he's mobile. He's doing everything clean. He's doing everything right. They feed off of him. We saw what Munshu did when he came in and how the defense couldn't hold up, but it's like they all feed off one another. Purdy, on the other hand, if you guys can go back to the Iowa State-Oklahoma game that they actually played against each other there in Norman, Oklahoma, that came down to... That game came down to Brock Purdy actually having a great drive in the latter part of the fourth quarter, going for it in, for two points, the score being 42-41. They were trying to go for the win. They end up not converting at that two-point conversion, and Jalen Hurts end up winning that game. This is a rematch. For those that haven't watched that game, you need to go look it up on YouTube or wherever you can find it and see how great that game was. This kid is not doing it being serviceable. He's not doing it by being a game manager. He's doing it by making plays on the field, this young quarterback. I don't think this game is going to be too much for him because it's a conference championship. I just think the better team 
the better quarterback in Jalen Hurts is going to get it done. And they have to go on the road in Philadelphia. They never played against a crowd like this. And they never played against a physical defense such as this one. I'm going with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Brandon, which side are you on, man? Lincoln Financial, tough place to play. Jalen Hurts only lost one game there all season long. I'll give you a a different perspective looking through a different lens. I'm sick and tired of hearing people talk about just what a great defense this Niner team is. I saw all I needed to see week 17 when this great defense went into Vegas, faced a quarterback coming off the bench when all he did all year making about 1.9 million was play craps at Bellagio and poker and hold the clipboard for car. Probably You're not few- wrong. Probably a few nights at Rhino, maybe Crazy Horse 3. You know, my, my, my sources said he was making the rounds. <laughs> Josh McDaniel, Jared, you're up this week, pal. Shake the rust off. Those 23 of 34 for 369 yards and three touchdowns against this. Oh, this great Niners defense. What team in the NFL gives more gives up more passes of 25 yards or more this year? The Niners. What hides a weak secondary? A good front four, front seven. Good front four, good pass rush. Good pass rush, baby. Bosa. They don't get pressure. That secondary couldn't. I I would put a million dollars that Cordell leaves his house in Atlanta, flies to Philly, puts on a uniform, put him in the slot, give him four targets. Cordell's getting two catches for 18 years. Let's go. He'll go down. He'll go down. There'll be no yak. There'll be no yak. First down. Okay. There'll be a hamstring pull. Yep. 100%. And it will be done. done. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So now you are going to see the best offensive line in the NFL give Hurts time, and he is going to exploit that secondary just like Stidham did. Last but not least, the number one team in the NFL giving pressure on the quarterback is the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two, number three, and number four, Mr. Purdy has played all three. He's had his worst three games of the year since he started. Furthermore, if not for the drop pick in the Seattle game on the road, they lose that game right at midfield. He's got it. It's a pick six. Won that game 21-13. The only other road game he played was Vegas. Said two road games. Yep. That's it. You were going on the road in the most horrific place to play for a young quarterback against a defensive line that's going to bring it in an environment he's never seen at the University of Missouri or at Oklahoma or at Arkansas or at – no. I'm telling you. If Brock Purdy goes in here and plays the game of his life, if Mr. Irrelevant if is the last player in the NFL draft, wins the NFC championship game on the road against this team in this defense, so be it. It ain't happening. Minus two and a half, Philadelphia, best bet on the board. Different perspective, same result. I knew we were all going to get there. I, I knew it because... You know, I was loving this 49ers team and I'm a Giants fan and I hate the Eagles. And I was looking for any reason to pick against those damn Philadelphia Eagles. And as I'm looking more and more into it, Jalen Hurts, 
at home this year, seven and two against the spread, eight and one straight up. His average margin of victory in those eight wins at Lincoln Financial Field is 17.3 points. The Eagles are winning by more than two touchdowns a game at home. And Brock Purdy, Brandon, to your point, has only played on the road twice. I know he's undefeated. I know he's been incredible. But those two games he's played on the road, eight-point win in Seattle Thursday night, fairly impressive. Seattle was a good team, good defense. But then that three-point win, and he put up points, but that three-point win at Vegas just raises so many red flags for me that as much as I want San Francisco to win this game, I don't want the Eagles to win it. There's no way. I mean, they made Dexter Lawrence, an all-pro D-tackle on my Giants, look like he wasn't even playing on Saturday night. Leonard Williams was nowhere to be found. The Giants had a really good D-line, and the Eagles O-line, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, they manhandled the Giants. We are all on the Philadelphia Eagles. So, gentlemen, oh, Brandon, yeah. Let me put it in one last perspective that our viewers will understand. Eventually, you can't hide in the back corner of the strip bar in the shadows in a chair by yourself. Eventually, you're going to get dragged into that champagne room by that really hottie and get exposed. Brock Purdy's going to the champagne room this week, boys. I don't know if all of our viewers can relate to that, Brandon, but it's definitely something you can relate to. And in Vegas, I got I to gotta give my, 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 my peeps a little shout out. Well, gentlemen, oh, I said God. we'd get back to the Chiefs and the Bengals. Let's do it. Let's end the show there. Cordell, it's practically a pick em. The Chiefs are one-point favorites, so we don't have to worry about lines. We don't have to worry about odds. Who is going to win this game? Is Joe Cool going to keep it up? They started the year 0-2. Since then, they've only lost two games the, the entire rest of the way, including a win at Kansas City along the way. Or will Patrick Mahomes, high ankle <clears throat> sprain and all, finally win his first game in his fourth contest against Joe Burrow? Cordell, how do you see this one shaking out? This is another great one. This is more be, This will be more of an air attack, uh, if you yeah. will. Uh, Cincinnati is the more physical team overall because they can run between the tackles very well with Nixon with Nixon excuse me um that defensive of 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 Kansas City it's it's okay but there's no fear in what this offense can do whether it's on the road or playing at home in Cincinnati I'm going with Cincinnati I'm going straight up with Cincinnati I just think the injury to Patrick Mahomes may not seem like much because we've seen him throw the football from every angle off of the wrong foot at times, but that can only last for so long because the the disciplined pressure that's created by this front four of Cincinnati has really gotten better since last season. Last season, they were making some plays and they were really light when it came down to their body type of getting up up the field. They look like they're little... The way they played against the Bills defensively, I don't know if it was because of the snow. The secondary, Apple is the only one that scares me in the secondary because he bites on the double moves. He's always having his eyes in the backfield looking at the quarterback. I hope he hears me so he can get his eye on, locate the player and then look at the quarterback. But it's just overall, this team just has so much more confidence than what they've had in the past. They're very sure of themselves. And Joe Cool, he just doesn't get rattled. I think this team right now in Kansas City is really going to try to do the best they can to try to win this game. I don't think it's going to happen naturally. I think Cincinnati gets the fourth one. Brandon. Here's what they're saying in the Cincinnati locker room this week. Okay, just just right here. Hey, you know it sucks, man, because Mahomes is injured. So when we kick their butt, they're going to fall back on that injury. Why can't my man be healthy? Why can't he be healthy? Because when we kick their butt then, there's no built-in excuse. You feel me, dog? It's the truth. That's the fallback excuse when Cincinnati comes in here 
and beats him like a drum. Now, I want to take you through Joe Burrows. Wins the national championship at LSU. Gets hurt his rookie year. Next year goes to the Super Bowl, and he's about to go to the Super Bowl again. Ridiculous. And all he talks about is my homie this and my homie that and the no look this and the flick here and the this and, and the commercial for State Farm and this and Subway and this and this. I'm so sick and tired of this, of hearing about Patrick Mahomes. The best quarterback in the NFL right now is Joe Burrows. Period. Mahomes is Mahomes talented and electric and fun to watch? Absolutely. Mahomes has lost to Joe Burrows four times. Am I right? Three, three so far. Soon to be four three times. times. To be Allow me. The fourth. It's going to be the fourth. They're the better team. They're the better offense. <clears throat> I give court credit going with Jacksonville last week. That Kansas City defense could not stop Trevor Lawrence and those receivers. And if not for the fumble at the five-yard line, Jacksonville is going to score there. They are going to get a stop, and they're going to go in again, and they're probably going to win the game outright. Jacksonville outplayed Kansas City. And if you're telling me Steve Spagnola is going to get in that defensive off defensive meetings this week and change up something to stop this offense, good luck, Steve. Good luck. Enjoy playing golf in the offseason because that's where you're heading because your defense is pathetic. You suck. They suck. And you're going to get exploited just like the Bills did. It's just not going to happen, man. I mean, look, Kansas City, their front four, front seven, they had a really good year. They were in the backfield that first time when they lost 27-24 in Cincinnati. They were in the backfield a lot. But Joe Burrow just gets rid of the ball quicker than any other quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's hard to say anyone's better. Then Mahomes coming off a 5,000-yard season, no Tyreek Hill. It's yeah. hard, but Joe Burrow's every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. These are the two best quarterbacks in football. Sorry, Josh Allen. Sorry, everyone else. It's down to these two. And I hate that we agree on everything this episode, gentlemen, but it's going to be a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. We've got a minute left. Oh, Brandon? Now I'm going to say all Joe Burrows does is yeah. covers the number. And covers and wins. That's all he does. Every, I mean, that's all he does is covers the spread. It's ridiculous. And you have to ask yourself this question. You have to ask yourself this question. Which quarterback, which quarterback, best quarterback the position? See, that, see you, you, you don't want to lean too far left or right and saying which one isn't and which one is because they both are excellent at what they do. One can come right. from behind at any time, any kind of way. And the other one, it's just so cerebral. The one that best quarterbacks the quarterback position is Joe Burrow. The right, one and Mahomes just, just has the otherworldly talent. Right. Great, great quarterback, too. Great quarterback, too, but Mahomes just has the talent that no one else can compare to. Gentlemen, really quick, can both of you, it could be from either game, before we wrap it up, give me one player who is a lock to score a touchdown. One running back, one receiver, one tight end, one player who's a lock to score a touchdown. Brandon, start with you. T. Higgins, plus 170, touchdown pass from Joe Burrows. Love it. He's overdue. Cordell, how about you? Ooh. I'm going Kelsey. Kelsey goes out. He gives you, I think Kelsey gives you one over 20 yards for sure. And what's my receiver's name? Number Smith. Is it Smith on the other side? Ooh, you're um, going to go Devonta Smith on the Eagles. You're going uh, both Philly. games. Plus two, Devonta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going there too. I'm going All right. We've got Kelsey. We've got yeah, Devonta Smith. We've got T Higgins. I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. The juice isn't there. It's minus 130, but he's got eight straight games with a touchdown. And the Eagles, the one thing they don't defend that well is the run, even though they've got the best pass defense in football. That does it for the Pro Bowler, Cordell Stewart, for Brandon Lang, and myself, your host, Joe Serralo. 
We'll see you next week on Believe Me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.